takeover. The break's over, nigga. God MC, me, J Ho. The takeover, this the hater makeover. If you got clicks with Slim, I suggest you stay sober. Takeover, yeah, the break's over. I'm the god of freestyle, bitch. I'm from the globe. What's up, what's up? It's the takeover. The break's over. It's Superstar P, not J Hover. Uh, what's happening? What's happening? Boy, that we was back. a cool intro. I like that. Boy, where you came up with that before? I came up with it about three minutes ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I came up with that about three minutes ago, man. On the spot, impromptu. Okay. That's but tonight, up. we got some special people here. We got the usual, been on the show about 20 times, Ricky Lett. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Ricky Lat. Wait, wait. I, I, I tell you what. Let me change that. Superstar artist, Ricky Lat. Hey. I, you know what? I'm a claim, man. I'm a superstar, baby. Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't licking no trees, though. You know what I'm talking about? Already. Already. Now, I've been listening to everybody's, I ain't going to say complaints, they inputs like, hey, man, y'all need a female co-host. So, you know, I've took it on consideration, and I figured that y'all are right. So we put something into action. We put out a post to ask about, you know, getting a female co-host. A few people responded. So tonight, we got Sweet Keish in the house. Hey, this is Sweet Keish coming to you. I am unapologetically black, and I'm an alpha female. But they call me Sweet Keish because I melt in your mouth and not in your hand. Ooh. Oh, here we go. Boy, she's so vibrant. Okay. Yes. <laughs> hey, she said an alpha female, so oh, she about I to take never over heard the show. That before. I mean, hey, I gotta lead the pack, right? Ooh. Hey, you can take it over. I take me a backseat. <laughs> backseat no, driver, huh? I ain't got no problem doing that. Go, go ahead. Here, here are the keys. Man, I no, I wish I had a seat at Ricky's show. Ricky, what happened? Yes, hey, this past Thursday it went down. Uh, my crew came out in full effect. I performed for the Louisiana Music Prize. Um, it was uh, in conjunction with the Louisiana Film Prize. There were 150 bands that submitted their music, and they only chose four bands to participate in this uh, for the competition on Thursday, and I was one of the four. And um, it was great. Uh, I got a whole new uh, audience. Um, it's, it just became a lot more diverse, and everyone enjoyed it. Had a great time, uh, got some contacts in the industry. Um, I'm just looking forward to what the future future holds for me and my crew, you know, on the music tip. So we ready to, uh, we ready to hit the ground rolling, you know what I'm talking about? So uh, it's game time. It's time for the takeover. Man, P, I think we need to hit up Diddy. He needs to bring back Making the Band 2017. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> and, with, and with that, now, were you more nervous on that performance than any other performance you've done? Cause I know you done done quite a few. You've been performing different places, you know, for years and doing different contests. But was that the most nerve-wracking? Initially, um, I'm always a little bit nervous. Uh, but this one, um, once I started, you know, um, just like everything else, I, I you know, it kind of fell into place. I felt more confident. And it just really felt like practice because I practice a lot, and uh, so once I once I uh, got up there and did my thing, it was it was a wrap from there. So it wasn't any different from any other time as far as nervousness. Um, there were a lot of variables before the show, 
you know, that people don't see as far as getting things set up with the band and everyone being there for sound check at a certain time. You know, everybody, you know, life happens, um, but everything ended up working out great. So that was, um, I was kind of stressing a little bit beforehand, but man, it just all came together. It was, so it was a beautiful night. Ready. Yeah. Right. So what's the next step? What's the next big move? You next got? step, got some shows coming up. Uh, 15th of October, actually, that's uh, this Sunday. Yeah. Uh, this Sunday, I'll be performing with the band Tipsy at the Brunch and Chill. Uh, be doing some vocals and doing some uh, music off my Soulville project, Welcome to Soulville. Uh, October the 30th on 204 Texas Ave, Texas Street. Um, AKA Club Hayes. I'll be the featured artist for the hmm. um, uh, uh, Words of a Lattes. You better push through. Yeah, Words of a Lattes, uh, featured artist. I'll be going on around 9 15, so y'all show up. Uh, well, the show starts at 7, so be there. Be there for that. Um, but uh, it's 10 to get in. Um, that's October the 30th, and I got a couple of shows. Got something lined up for San Antonio and something for Little Rock that just came through. So um, my weekends are, I mean, they're, they're looking booked, you know, and that's a good thing. So I'm not complaining. This is what I want. Uh, this is what I've been training for my whole life, and I'm ready to go for it, baby. It's, it's, we on go mode. Already, already. Now let, let's switch directions real quick to Sweet Keish. A.K.A. No. Miss Jiffy Cornbread. You gonna eat your cornbread. <laughs> <laughs> so we we did put the post out there where my boy um, Jared Suds, he put the post out there for me. Because somehow he just reached people like like nobody else. But he put the post Man, out there for me. Boy, he beats, has it you know? lit on every timeline. Every, yes. Everything that he posts is like lit. So I'm like, hey man, I'm looking for a female um, co-host. I know if I post it, I won't get as many replies as you will, so post this for me. <laughs> so he was like, cool, cool. You know, speaking of him, he makes the Takeover t-shirt, so let me give him a, um, a clap it up for that. And they are awesome. <laughs> they are awesome. Yeah, those are very nice t-shirts, worn by the Takeover, the best. Yes. But anyway, um, of course, you replied to the, to the post, and then, hey, you the first one up the bat. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you kind of got interested in this whole thing. Wow. So uh, I'm just that type that's not afraid to speak my mind. You know, I don't mm. get stage fright. Uh, I don't bite my tongue. That hurts. Don't, don't mm. do it. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm just here really to make an impact on our community. Let women know that we, too, have a voice. Mm. You know, and I think that's what has been happening over so many years. You know, us as women, um, we kind of take the back side, you know. We kind of get over there in the passenger side seat and we let the man drive. But, I mean, I'm from Chicago. Uh-oh. So, uh, I do the driving, Ooh, you know. Right. And, hey, I am who I am, and that's Sweet Keish. Whoa. Oh, we got a star in the making. Shy Town. It's not a star already. It's a star. Oh, boy. We're going to set this party <laughs> off right. <laughs> really? In a time. <laughs> hey, Chi-Town. Hey, this guy. I'm with you, baby. This guy. <laughs> but so far, so good. You have made a good impression so far. But we'll see. A lot more work to do. I mean, I'm 
a woman of action. I believe, you know, actions speak louder than words. Right. I mean, we have a lot of talk, especially on social media. But, I mean, I showed up. Oh. And I'm here to show out for my women. Oh. 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 In that order. Showing out for the women. Speaking of women, let's talk about one that's been in the um, the news lately, Jamel Hill. You I gotta think, love I think her. We're, um, I think we know what happened with her. In case you've been hibernating for the last few days, she got suspended for two weeks from ESPN for some tweets that she tweeted about Jerry Jones and the whole thing about him um, having his players, mandating his players to stand for the national anthem, but we gonna get to Jerry in a little bit. Well, let's focus on Jamel right now. And let me ask Sweet Keish her opinion on the whole suspension. You know, you go into your opinion about Jamel Hill and I'm gonna let you have it. Man, uh, I just think Jamel as a female is put in a really tough situation, you know. Um, and that's just not as a female in all honesty, that's as any person who is working for corporate America. Right. Um, there's rules you have to abide by. And in her contract, if it stated that she could not tweet or post on social media about political views, then you violated those terms, and that's why you're suspended. But if we kept going by what everyone told us not to do, we would never get anywhere. And um, let me let me quote her tweet. Okay. Um, her tweet said that change happens when advertisers are impacted. If you strongly reject what Jerry Jones said, the key is his advertisers. Um, basically, she wants us to know that, hey, if we can't get to him on the field, we definitely can get to him by removing those views that he has because the advertisers and the sponsors are what pays for that time during those NFL commercials. And I know we all went through the um, boycott the NFL. I mean, but we have to look at it from a different perspective. When Trump got on, you know, on that stage, on that podium and said, hey, get those son of a bitches off the field. If they don't stand, fire them. We all tuned in to see who was going to kneel, who was going to, you know, lock arms, who was going to be in solidarity. Solidarity, I'm sorry. But in all honesty, he played us. I didn't watch the news. I don't even have cable at home. I use my fire stick. But those views went through the roof. Right. It, it was a marketing thing. Right. Yeah. And they have not dropped since. And the week before Trump made that, um, that announcement, the views were down tremendously. And we fell for it. Mm. Mm. Different take. What you got, Ricky Lett? Man, I just think it's it's getting out of hand. It's it's I, I really just have a sour taste in my mouth about the whole situation. Um, I mean, I feel like I feel like she was speaking the truth, and um, I mean, it's just a sad day in America when you just can't. I mean, I understand she might have. She does have to be held accountable, or whatever, for if she did go against the contract. I don't know what a contract said, but at the same time, she's speaking the truth, so I can't I can't be mad at that. So I respect it. I respect with uh, what the other guy's doing. You know, he, he, he set out for a couple of weeks, you know, in support of her. Uh, I feel like that it's going to, um, that's going to, uh, uh, it looks good for us. So, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty hey, much. Hey, suspension over termination looks good any day. Yeah. I'll, take it, that, I'll take that unpaid vacation. Yeah. It, it yeah. does. It does. Yeah. Now, um, 
I know each big corporation has their social media guidelines and policies and things like that. But in today's world, we live in a totally different age now where everybody is on social media discussing social views and different standpoints. From my standpoint, from which she tweeted, I didn't think it was a suspendable offense. But th this is the key. The ESPN and the NFL are buddy-buddy. They in bed together. That's true. And she has and been under fire the past couple weeks. And the they just, NFL you know. is driving the ESPN train or vice versa or whatever. When she says boycott different advertisers in this, that's affecting the NFL. The NFL does not like their bottom line affected by no one. Mm. The NFL probably reached down to ESPN and, hey, you need to get your girl under control. Yeah. She's affecting our bottom dollar. That's what happened. You know, um, she didn't get fired, thank God, but she did get suspended. But this, Jamel Hill has just, she's always been conscious, but she's, she's just really being outspoken and speaking the truth, which nobody, which the, I'm gonna say the other side does not want to hear. But when you got two power companies in bed with each other, they watching each other's back. And Jamel Hill is affecting their bottom line and bottom dollar. But in, this, in today's society, it's gonna be, she's just the first. This ain't gonna stop. This is just the beginning. Yeah. You know, but um, I, I stand with Jamel Hill, I salute her. She should keep doing what she's doing. I would hate for her to lose her job. But if that's something she wholeheartedly believes in, that, that's, that's not going to stop her. Yeah. Now, she might get rid of her social media altogether. I, I really don't know. I hope she doesn't. Because I know she worked hard to get in the position that she's in. But little by little, corporate America is trying to muzzle the, the awakening of the black people in America and using their corporate muscle to leverage people to doing into what they want to do. I agree, especially, you know, today after Roger, the NFL commissioner, sent out that letter saying that he thinks that all players should stand. He sent that to the team owners. He didn't send nothing that we already knew that he felt. Wow. Let, let, let's put it like this with, with Roger Goodell. All 32 of those owners of Roger Goodell and a big portion of America, and I'm safe to say a big portion of America feel the same way. Everybody should stand for the flag because that's what we've been doing for I don't know how long or whatever. But what the mass population of people that believe that, what they fail to understand is that this thing was never about the flag in the first place. The flag was the vehicle to get the message out there that, hey, there's um, injustices that's being done to minorities and there's black unarmed men and women getting killed by police. You know, the flag was just a vehicle. It was never about the flag. It still ain't about the flag. But President Trump has hijacked the movement to make it about the flag because his popularity in the United States was shit. <laughs> Now, you take that platform and make your stance against the flag like that, and you know a lot of people are going to be on your side, your popularity is starting to grow. And let, let's think about this. Every president has had their so-called moment. Bush, 
going after Afghanistan when 9-11 um, went down. That's his moment. Um, President Obama getting uh, Osama bin Laden Osama, killed. Yeah. That's his moment. What's Trump moment gonna be? Oh, you got everybody back in line to start standing for this, um, for this anthem because a lot of America feels that everybody should stand for the anthem. Mm. Well, well let's, let's go back on this with Trump. There have been multiple photos surfacing social media where he doesn't even place his hand over his heart uh, when the national anthem is played. And, and my, objecting to, my objection to it is when that line comes on that says land of the free and home of the brave, is that true? Are we standing firm to that? And I can't answer and say that the answer is yes. I, I just can't. But for Trump to try to uh, really make everybody upset about players not standing for that national anthem, I mean, it's history right. behind that. He, they he, didn't he even start coming out of locker rooms until well, 2009. You ain't trying. He the, has got everybody upset. Well, that's true. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, when the Department of Defense pays the NFL to bring those players out of the locker room and stand, I mean, what's the real issue? And then we got to go back. Trump, him and a couple of guys, they became owners of the USFL, the United States Football League. Yeah. And he tried to go. He hated the NFL. He thought it was a monopoly. So he yeah. got his own players. He got his own team. And, I mean, they went in debt. They went under compared to the NFL. And he sued. Him and a bunch of owners sued the NFL, what, maybe 30 years ago, and um, he requested $3 billion. They were only awarded $1 billion, and by the time you played your, paid your owners and your debts, I mean, he ended up with $3. I mean, he, he's just mad at the NFL, period. Wow. Yeah, he's been mad at the NFL for years because they didn't let him own the team. Right, then, right. Then the USFL started, and the USFL – end up tanking. So this grudge has been going for a while. Mm -hmm. But I don't like mandated patriotism. Patriotism isn't mandated. It's earned. Agree. Agree. It, it's earned. Right. And I mean, even veterans you know, are kneeling. You know, and they said, we fought these wars for you guys to have your freedom of speech, for you guys to have your rights, for you guys to have a say-so. I mean, let's just be honest. That's what the military is here when, for, to have our back. When is the question going to be asked okay fellas if I'm the president of vice whatever okay fellas all you guys are kneeling what will it take to have you guys standing again what do you want has anybody asked these guys what do you what do you want they know what they want straight up ask them what do you want what do we need to do do we need to get together and hear your concerns and all. This could be easily solved. It could. Agree. It takes that initial step, but they're not yeah. going to do that because this is what's making Trump popular right now. If he solves it, then he has no more leverage. It's about leverage and power. The owners, the president has the leverage, but mm. the players, the players yeah, have to power. stay united on this. J Jamel Hill, she's taking sacrifices putting these tweets out. Right, and she I doesn't think she's make going, as much I as the NFL player. I think she's going player. to eventually leave ESPN. I, I just think she's eventually going to leave. Yeah. Maybe she go to Fox, and maybe she might do her own thing. I have no idea. But let's go to the reason Jamel initially put these tweets out because of Jerry Jones. 
Right. Yeah. And Donald so, Trump even made a tweet about her. Uh, yeah. Like how wait, wait. are you how are you arguing with the president? Well, their president. Well, really nobody's arguing with him. He's the one that's out here bullying. So true. Bullying people. Nobody's tweeting at him. He's tweeting at everybody else. So what you, did he say about uh Janelle? Is the, that the fake news? I don't know. I'm asked. What's I'm that? Just, I was just curious. What did uh, President Trump say about Janelle? Um, he said, "Well, see, that's the reason Jamel should be in front of a mic." Or he said something like that. Sweet Keish looking it up right now. But while she's looking at up, Rick, I know you, you big time cowboy fan. Jerry Jones has said what he said. So what, what, what's your feeling about that right now? Oh man, Whew. I mean. I got a couple of different views on it, man. Uh, honestly, I feel like it should. It you going to work for that team? You know, I see from a business standpoint, I can see what it is, but on the same time, you know, it's showing you that you you just a number, or you 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 can uh, uh, you do as I say. I mean, it's a, it's sensitive, man. You, it, it's it's a real sensitive subject. But um, as far as me, I feel like, I mean, you have that right to do whatever you want, you know. I mean, if I want to kneel, you kneel. But it just depends on what it means to you, you know. We when we went through basic training, when we hear that national anthem, it does something to us. When we, you know, when we're in the military, you know, uh, it. it I mean, there's a lot of times, man, you got teary-eyed because you think of the people who died, uh, not because of the third verse, you know, but because of the verses that we hear um, uh, uh, and, and things of that nature. So, you know, me personally, um, uh, I feel like, you know, if you, if you kneel, that's your choice, you know, but the people who choose the sand, let them do it. Let them do what they do. Or if they want to kneel, let them do what they do, cause that's their right. But correct me if I'm wrong. Do you guys not kneel for a fallen soldier? When presenting the flag to the family, yes, there is. Yes, kneel, even on the football field, yeah. when players are hurt, we kneel. Right. And yeah. I mean, that's to honor those who are fallen. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, people think that it's a disrespect towards the flag. You know, and that's because they're ignorant to the fact of why we're even kneeling. It's to show awareness. That's just like with breast cancer. We don't all have the cure, but we wear our pink and our, our, our ribbons to show the awareness. Right. You know, yeah. so I think that it's all, you know, based off the knowledge that you have. And if you want to take time to listen, you know, just last week my supervisor was like, I don't understand why people don't, you know, put their hand over their heart. And I gave her those lyrics and she said, oh my God, you're so right. Like, why are they upset? And she said, I never looked at it that way. You have to take time to have a conversation with someone, agree to disagree, well, and keep moving. That's what the president's not doing. He's not taking time to have the conversation. He's, I, I, he's, I only like to say directing. He's being a dictator and dictating yes. what mm -hmm. you should do. And getting back to Jerry, sweet Keish, what is your opinion about what Jerry Jones said and what's going on with the Cowboys? I feel like it's modern day slavery, and that's just my honest opinion. I mean, it's boy, get on that field. I mean, you're working for the white man. And I'm, I'm not racist, I have nothing against white people, but for you to have the talent and them 
to give the orders, there's already an issue. If you still don't have the right to do as you say or as you please, and there's an issue. He had two players that once the anthem was over, you know, they put their fist up. And he said, I didn't see that. I think that they were doing something amongst them. He had no issue. And just last week, it's, I mean, he's contradicting himself. They all got together and they kneeled before the anthem came on and then they stood and locked arms while it was on, you know. So this week for it to be a different story, I'm kind of confused of where his head is at right now. I ain't. <laughs> it was a show. When we, when we did the show, what was that, week, two weeks ago, I told Ricky Lott, I told everybody on the show, that was nothing but a showcase. Yeah. That was nothing but bullshit. I'm telling you right now. And, and I when said they went that Trump got everybody and took the knee to watch and stood things. up, I said, ain't nothing but show. It's nothing but show. And, it, and he only made my statement true by what he said. Now, I've been a long-time Cowboys supporter, but that whole thing with Jerry Jones really pissed me off because who are you to tell grown men to you, you, you mandate that they stand for the flag? First of all, that's not an NFL collective bargaining agreement. No. To, to start with, you know what I'm saying? Are you talking about they can't play? Now, within the rules and regulations, he. He can do certain things because the NFL's private business, Cowboys' private business, you know. But for you just to totally impede somebody's First Amendment right, that, that the players' union right now needs to st step up. Like, dude, you can't do that. Mm. You can't do that. But the NFL, everybody knows the NFL has the weakest players' union out of all of professional sports. Now, getting back to Jerry Jones, Trump called him four times, and there's no telling what they discussed. I mean, I think I pretty much know what they discussed. None of his players were kneeling. Nobody even knew Jerry had made a rule, but Jerry seemed fit to come out and say something. Now you put your players in a bad predicament where they're going to answer, now they got to answer all these questions. Now your peers and the other black people look at it like, man, y'all been selling out, y'all been doing it because he told y'all not to do it. But when players you know get together and sue, is that being a violation of their constitutional rights? It's, with NFL, stuff is funny. There's a fine line because he still has to pay them. That's you know, true. He still has or to pay Or he can them. decide not to renew their contract and they can be like Kaepernick without a job. He can't, he can do that. But you know what? This is the way I feel about the whole kneeling across the board and even the Cowboys. Oh, Jerry just makes me sick. If you're a Dallas Cowboy and you want to kneel, I say, damn it, kneel. I say, damn it to the end, kneel. If you don't, if you didn't want to kneel originally, then don't kneel. Don't kneel because you, if it's not in your heart to kneel, just don't kneel. Period. I agree. I agree. Period. Right? Don't get peer pressure from nobody. If that's not in your heart to do it, don't do it. Mm. Find your way. But if that's something you really, really want to do, screw Jerry Jones, Donald Trump, Roger Goodell, and anybody else. You do it. Hey, because Jeff. it's time for us players and people to start taking back some of this power that's being pushed down on us right now. And don't be the Dallas Cowboy fan calling players out and, and you still buying the merchandise 
If you're gonna be in it, be in it. Mm. I agree. If you calling the players out, don't buy no more merchandise. Mm. Don't have you, you know, be calling them out and you still on NFL shop or in three and four cowboy jerseys. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna be in it with them, be in it with them. If you out, mm-hmm. you out. So at times we get to a place where we trying to tell the players what to do, when to kneel, when to do this, but we're not doing anything. I'm not, and some people count these players' pockets like, man, they can kneel, they can take the pay cut, or they can take the hit. We don't know if they live in the paycheck to paycheck. Check this right. out. But now, this is what I'm about to say to y'all. I'm, I'm Okay, let's say, I got a question for both of y'all. Let's say you didn't have a job for five years, and this government job or something say, hey, we want to hire you. Right. But, you know, well, I mean, we play the national anthem every morning. So you have to put your hand on your heart. You know, in order to that, that's just part of that's just part of it. What would you do? You, I mean, you you taking your you, you now you're looking at your family. You know, would you? Man, I am looking at my dignity and my respect. I want to be able to walk into somebody's job with my head held high and a smile on my face, happy to be there. You know, if hey, I'm still alive after five years. What's five more? You know, and so a lot of people will throw their self-respect and dignity away for a job. For a job. You know, and if that's not what you believe in, don't do it. I guarantee you we won't go sit in the church if we don't believe what they're saying. I guarantee you we won't pay for a package if we don't believe in what they're selling. So what's the difference? Are you going to sell your soul for a paycheck? Because that's what you're doing in retrospect. And, and to piggyback off what you're saying, if it was something that I believed in I was doing anyway, then they're There'll not asking no me anything different that I wasn't already doing. Mm-hmm. But if it was something I felt strongly against, and they're like, this is what you got to do, okay. there is a point in time where you got to stand for something. You have to stand for something. And if this is something, if it's the right cause that you're believing in, not no bullshit, this the right cause you believe in you have to stand for something so if that's something you don't believe in and you got your family i i get it mm-hmm. but it's got to be a point where you can't be a puppet mm. right and people pulling your strings and i feel jerry jones has put the cowboys in a position where people probably get them like they're puppets most of them probably would stand, I mean, probably didn't want to kneel anyway. But the fact he put that out there, he was playing his um, power card. His power card, his, yeah. hey, look here, President. I got these boys in line. See? See, right. boss? See, right. boss? Look, look what I did. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to say nothing. Your team just lost a, a traumatic game <laughs> where they got scored on the last six seconds. And, Man. and guess what? Everybody the forgot. The Cowboys did come back. Let's let's give them that. I think with their 35 seconds on the clock, they had a little bit too much playing time. It was a minute 13 that gave the damn Aaron Rodgers too much time. But that's crazy. At, at the point, you know, Jerry put his players in a real bad position. Really bad position. But if I want to kneel. I call Jerry's bluff. Hey, fuck you. I'm taking this deal. <laughs> and, and and that's what it is. You know, um, he just, he had the gall 
as my grandma would say, the gall to do that on the national stage after a football game that your team just lost. And so I mean, everybody, that's the reason they're losing. And everybody, I mean, completely, everybody completely forgot about the football game and focused on what Jerry said. But I'm going to tell you this, Jerry Jones. I hope you hear this. You won't win another damn Super Bowl as you the owner of the Cowboys with your obnoxious, controlling, um, what you call it, overseer-ass thoughts of mandating people to stand for the anthem. Man, I agree with you. They say when two or more are in agreement, huh? Amen. Hey. I agree with you. So, when will the conversation happen for us to move forward on the issues of um, the social injustice, injustices against minorities and the killing of unarmed black men and women by the hands of the police. We got so wrapped up in the flag and the Pledge of Allegiance and the Star Spangled Banner, the <laughs> whole message has gotten lost. Yes. We got to get back and refocus on the original message. Stupid ass president has hijacked the whole movement and made it to something where he could self gain. Yeah. That he is not interested in unifying shit. Nothing. He wants to keep this division going because division and racism is what got him president in the first place. Oh, I totally agree. And then, I mean, with Pence walking out the other day, oh, I mean, that, that, as, so, as soon as he left, Good his campaign was sending out emails to everyone who was, you know, basically a Trump supporter or contributor for his election. And they said to uh, make a $5 donation if you stand with us and we will send you a bumper sticker <sighs> uh, and the bumper sticker actually says, I stand for the flag. Um, and so that $5 donation is supposed to go towards the 2020 campaign for Trump. Um, and I think that's one thing that um, a lot of woke people um, are against, and that's voting. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this. Voting is the reason why a lot of these issues of br brutality and a lot of people not being charged has come across. Because we vote these judges into their seats. We vote these people into yes. these seats in our own community and town. These officials, yeah, we and vote them in. Half of us don't get up on those Saturday mornings to go and vote. Half of them probably only have two hundred votes altogether, and That's you probably key. win by you know one hundred and twenty. You know, just because half of your city didn't come out and vote, they don't see the importance of it. Let me get the pence. I'm glad you mentioned pence. Let me tell you about the whole situation. That was nothing but a damn setup. Sideshow. The whole thing was set up. Pence was in Las Vegas. He flew to Indianapolis to go to the game. Trump told him if anybody kneeled to walk out. He knew damn well the San Francisco 49ers had more people to kneel in the NFL than anybody. Who was Indianapolis playing Sunday? San Francisco. He was leaving anyway. He right. wasn't staying for the whole game right. anyway. Once again, they manipulate the situation to hijack it. Yeah. Pence was going to leave regardless if anybody knelt or not. They, they, being opportunist, made it look like Pence walked out because they kneeled. That was not the case. He was leaving. So he went there, did his thing, and left and flew back to Vegas on your tax dollar, your tax dollar, and my tax dollar to prove a funky-ass point that 
You, you didn't fool me. Mm-hmm. You, you did not fool me. That was bullshit. He was leaving anyway. He didn't I walk agree. out. Talk about, oh, he was giving orders. Wow. You, were giving, you was leaving. You was wow. leaving the game. Wow. I, I understand that they was doing Peyton Manning's um, retirement of the jersey and all that. But he was leaving anyway. Don't be duped and fooled by these shenanigans, by the White House, the owners, Roger Goodell, and anybody else trying to hijack the message of what's going on in America today. When 2020 comes up, when 2018 comes up to elect these city councilmen and mayors and all that, you need, just like Sweet Key said, you need to get off your ass and vote. Hey, don't hey. wait. You know how y'all did for Obama when you got there, got off your ass and got to the poll. It's just as important. Trump got in a because of the racial vote yeah. and B because not a, a not enough of us didn't get off our ass and to go, go to the poll and vote because you didn't care, so you didn't like neither one of them. And guess what? He won. Don't do not make the same mistake. When 2020 rolls around here and we have an opportunity to get his ass a U-Haul and get him out the White House, don't pass up that opportunity. I got a question for you, P. I got a song on my album called Children of the Sun, and uh, it addresses who we are as a people, and it addresses police brutality, mm-hmm. and it also addresses black-on-black crime. Right. Uh, what are we doing uh, to... Uh, to stand up on this black on black crime, us killing each other. We just lost white boy. We just lost Ratchet Life. Yes. Now, granted, we don't know who killed Ratchet Life, but I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to put money on it that it was somebody black. So, that's what a, are we doing? What are we doing to protest that? I tell you what, we're not doing absolutely a damn thing. Or if and we, we do, we so not- caught up. We so caught up on this. I, this is me talk. Oh, it's me. Feel I'm free, gonna let you know. Free. We we caught up on this NFL. I, I mean, this flag. I mean, this is something that's been going on for for years or whatever with this flag, the national. But what about what's directly affecting us? What a, what a, what about? I mean, what about? I mean, the yeah, police brutality is part of it too, you know. But what about us? What about us killing each other? I'm just saying. What what are we doing? What well, can my we condolences do? definitely go out to Ratchet Life yes, and his family yes, and his yes. children. I think that we as a people have to understand that there are steps to becoming united as one. Mm-hmm. And right now we're so individualized and caught up in our, our, our turf, our gangs, our sets, our communities, what, whoever you're rolling with, what, what you know, part of Shreveport you were born in, that we have set ourselves apart. You know, and I think that the issue starts with what we are pouring into our children. And let let me go into detail about that. When we are downing these young men, when we are, you know, um, verbally abusing them, telling them that you just like your dad, you ain't gonna be shit. Those words will sit with a child forever. You know, I tell people all the time, you can scratch each other, you can punch each other, you can do all that, and those wounds, they will heal. But the words that you put into a person's heart and mind and head, they will stick with you forever. And I can't tell you anyone who can say, unless they have impaired concentration, that they can't remember, you know, things that people told them when they were younger. When teachers told them that they wouldn't make it, you know, I think that 
what we do as a people and how we, you know, raise each other up, you know, that impacts us a whole lot. You know, there are a lot of people who say, you know, you can't make it out the hood, you know. And I think that um, not just the music, because a lot of our young men here in Shreveport, they are very talented. I think that it's the lyrics that we bear, that we are teaching these young folks that it's okay. It's okay to leave a nigga's brains on Juella. It's okay. Mm -hmm. That makes you cool. That makes you popular. But how many of us are telling our young black men that you can get a job, you can own a business, you can get your credit score fixed, you can own a home? How many of us are teaching them that? But I guarantee you we're going to teach them how to hustle the next man, how to get your money right. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm. We have so many of us that have grew up to depend on the welfare system. Man, you know if you're going to have another baby, we can get 500 food stamps instead of baby. You know if you're going to finish that degree, your income going to go from 15 a year to 30000 a year. You know, we, we got to motivate each other. Because when we begin to build up our households first, then we can start building up our communities. Then we can start building up these different parts of the city. Then we can come together as one. There's no reason that we as African-Americans are outnumbered in Shreveport, but we're so far behind. But we gotta look back at the history of Louisiana. We're last in education and we're first in incarceration. And we believe that it's cool to go ahead and get locked up. You got your stripes. Man, I mm. done took my lick. I mean, mm. we think it's cool. We think that's the way to go. And I'm not saying we as in everyone believes that, but I think that it's just been bred into a lot of people for generations, you know, that that's the only thing that they know. Wow. It, you know, there was something telling well, um, when I went to the music festival last Thursday to watch on Ricky Lat perform. Now, they were selling beer, they were selling alcohol. You were allowed to walk outside with your beer and alcohol up and down the sidewalk. This ain't Las Vegas, this ain't New Orleans, you know what I mean? Normally you ain't allowed to do that. Nope. Since when you can walk outside a club in here in Shreveport with your alcohol and go up and down the sidewalk? Not one incident happened. Not, Not even close. Wow. That, that be a, they were, this whole weekend was, the whole like, week, it was like it was like bur it was like Bourbon Street out there this I'm weekend. Telling, but I'm not but it was it I was, was looking, I was going no outside violence. like, you know, I let the cop I felt up like, can I go ahead? He's like, yeah, man, go ahead. Yeah. Now, no, not even close to one fight. Change this to a, a black led event. You ain't going outside that damn door. You ain't, ain't nobody even ain't hanging out outside. Either you inside or you in line. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we don't hold ourselves accountable for nothing. We quick to hold the white man accountable and everybody else accountable, but we let each other slide because we too scared to call each other out on stuff. Right. And that's and all then, I'm saying. And then there's a lot of black people that get mad when we call each other out on stuff. Man, you, you, coon, you know, coon sometimes gets used too loosely. If you call in another black person out on something that's wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. If they wrong, they wrong, you know? And sometimes you got to bring that to people's attention. Now, being a coon is just completely selling out your black race just to join up the white man <laughs> for gain and profit. Yeah. People say Ray Lewis. 
Ray Lewis ben is like, Carson. I, 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 lo- I love Ray Lewis as a football player. Lately, nah. <laughs> no, Ray, <laughs> Ray you, you've been disappointing me. But anyway, but to go back to Ricky Lat's point and his question, I see Black Lives Matter mostly when white people or people of another race have done something to us. They're front and center. That's... Where are they, and I could be wrong, but where are they when there's black on black crime? A life is a life. Okay, who takes it? I agree. We'll, I, we'll, we'll, do the, we'll go do the vigil. We'll, um, we'll go through the balloon release. We'll, we'll put their face on a t-shirt. We'll make then, it go fund me. But we won't tell them put the gun down. What's the what's next, man? What's next? I mean, we we we've been saying for years, and we we're, we're so distracted by flags and songs. We studied people studied dropping in the hood every day, right? And right. nobody is shifting their attention to like, okay, we let the NFL deal with this for the second, but right now we gotta get our shit straight, man. We studied dying. That's what I'm. Quickly, that's all I'm saying. And not by the police, and not by the white man. The black man is killing us off faster than anybody is, and nobody and everybody is scared to address it because they want to be labeled as that. But I'm, I'm calling it as it is. I'm calling it as I see it. The black man is killing us faster than the white man is. I agree. I saw somebody on Facebook the other day say, "Don't trust them people." You know, and which one? I told them back. I said. What do you mean by them people? Because some of them people have been better than me than my own people. But do you mean our people, the same ones who are killing our people, more than them people are killing us? Exactly. Statistics in Shreveport has shown that there have been more black-on-black crimes in this city than white-on-black crimes. There have been more men arrested and charged with murder of the African-American race this year than white men. Wow. I mean... We hate them people, but our people are the problem. I mean, we're woke these days. We're woke. Some of them need to go back to sleep because woke has gotten to be a little bit on the ignorant side for me. We're woke, but we still sleep on the black on black issue. We we not only sleep, we're in the deep sleep on that. And now woke, see, woke now has been hijacked and starting to get trendy. And when stuff starts to get trendy, that's when I start bowing out. You know I, I, I think that we're missing the website or the handbook, you know, woke for dummies or something. Because I mean, one week is straight, and the next minute they're just woke. I mean, now, everybody, because because woke being woke is popular right now. Everybody's not woke. Some mm. people saying they're woke and they're still asleep. Mm. But there's Man. people that's woke that's been woke, and there's people that they haven't woke up. Because for you to wake up, you have to be asleep. Some that's people true. are. It's not woke. They are already there. Can somebody let me know if there's like a PayPal link or something? How do you get, you know, somebody tell me. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's crazy. And oftentimes we'll get on social media and we'll go back and forth with each other or we'll talk about one specific, you know, type person. I, I mean, I Oh, I we advocate when, heavy on. Oh, yeah. We do. Uh, Timmy Lane posted about the older white lady being killed in Holland by those two young black people. And there were over 400 comments. And the majority of those comments were laughing at the way those people look. 
I say less than 10% like, was like, my condolences go out like, to this like, family. Like there was no life lost here. Right. It, 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 was, it was about a bunch of games, you know, a bunch of jokes being made, laughter. Now, switch it up. Now, if there's a black lady get killed by some white people, it won't be no joke. It wouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? Look here. Murder is murder. Wrong is wrong. Okay, who killed what? There we go. There you we kill, go. you need to go to jail. I, I mean, murder. Now, self-defense, defending your family, somebody hurt my daughter and I shoot them. Hey, oh, wow. New ball, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. But, I mean, it's a lot of stuff. I'm pretty much, I, I can honestly say that I'm afraid for my daughters to grow up in this current world, especially my younger one that's seven, to grow up in this current world that's going on. Because this is getting out of control. And we got to have somebody of leadership to get this back together. And I'm going to tell you right now, Trump is not it. The NFL has a real big situation on their hands. And if they, if they smart... You need to get everybody, the president, everybody on board to have a talk with these NFL leaders to get some resolution. Because at the end, you protest something that's not right and you want some resolution to it. Mm. I agree, you but I don't need the NFL. I mean, it's not, it's not really paying any bills in my household, but you still got to pay DirecTV, Comcast, Dish, or, but, or whoever. But the NFL is at the center of it. The whole kneeling started because Colin Kaepernick kneeled. But look how long ago that has been. And we you still know? haven't had any resolution. And, 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 and nobody went behind Colin and Neil. You get what I'm saying? Nobody, t- not very many, took his back and followed in his footsteps. But as soon as Trump has something to say, we want to go ahead and unify his brothers. No, no, but no. when Colin wanted us but, to unify, see, we didn't do it. There's a distinct difference. Two different reasons. There's a, there's a, there's a distinct difference. And that's what we just talked Everybody about. Everybody before Trump that was kneeling was kneeling because of the cause. A lot of people afterward is kneeling in um, retribution, not retribution, but Just in rebelliousness, response, yeah. Rebelling to Trump. So you got mm-hmm. two different fronts that's going on. And like I said, the message has been totally hijacked. And people like Colin Kaepernick, Jamel Hill, few others are on the right path to try to get us some resolution to it. What we want, that nobody's addressing, what we want is these social injustices to stop. And these innocent, or whatever, I'm a, I mean, maybe they might do something, but unarmed black men and women getting killed by the hands of police. Because you can't tell me they don't go to training and to school to take down people and arrest people without killing them. I thought that killing was the last resort. If they got a gun pointed at you, shoot you, shoot him, I get it. Hey, I got to go home to my family. So it's either me or you, it's going to be you, not me. But if somebody's running away and they're not armed, why are we shooting them? Why are we shooting them? Not we. I agree. But I mean, why are the police? Why are the police? Why, why are yeah. they shooting them? And that's what we need answers to that we have yet to get any answers. I know. 50 minutes in? This went by quick. This yeah, has been man. good. So. <laughs> What I want to do right now, this has been such a great discussion. I hate wrapping it up, but we got to wrap it up. I don't want to make it too long. You know, Ricky Latt, if you've got any departing remarks, shout outs, whatever, I'm going to let you go ahead and do your thing. Man, uh, I... spe- let's see, Sweet Keish. Miss <laughs> Jiffy. Let her do her thing. Jiffy Cornbread. 
Man, I just, uh, once again, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and thank everybody for supporting the project. Welcome to Soulville. I believe Pale going to give y'all a little sample of it at the end. Maybe a little children of the sun, if you will. I feel like it's it's fitting, you know what I'm talking about. So, And I appreciate uh, Miss Jiffy, Miss Jiffy, Miss Cone for... Uh, <laughs> For uh, uh, you know, joining us this this evening, uh, it was a pleasure, and I uh, hope to see you again. I definitely thank you guys for having me. You know, and again, I'm unapologetically black, and I'm an alpha female that melts in your mouth and not in your hand. Ooh. Sweet quiche, stay tuned. Sweet quiche, possibly a new co-host, but we really. <laughs> He's kidding, you guys. <laughs> but I guarantee you one thing about me, I'm not afraid of competition. You can put another woman in this seat next week and I won't be afraid. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> hey, y'all hear that, right? Yes. Hey, y'all hear that? She, she I, I like that, though. I like that. I like that. Almost Ric Flair-ish. Yeah. <laughs> hey, to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> uh, be the woman, you got to beat the woman. Uh, That's true. And you guys can meet me at Brunch and Chill. I'll be there. We'll be yes, uh, yes. with uh, him. Yes. Welcome to Soulville. Yeah. We're going to have fun. Yeah. We're going to have fun. We're going to turn up. That's but what I'm talking about. I really appreciate Sweet Keish coming down here and uh, being on the show. It, I could tell the dynamic was great. Just having that, yes. you know, y'all, y'all, Lord, that, y'all idea was right. Having a female co-host on the show was an excellent idea. Knowledgeable female. An excellent. Uh, and very knowledgeable. Because this ain't on. no just regular and, conversation. And Lulu. <laughs> she, she talking for real, for real. <laughs> and Lulu, no. y'all know, she has never did a podcast before. So this was her first time out. I think she knocked it out the park. Sure did. You know, Thank but, um, you. As far as the takeover, you know where to find us at. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podbeam, and most of your podcast um, outlets. On Facebook, we're on the, the Takeover Podcast Show. On Instagram, we are the underscore takeover 903. Uh, the email, the take the dot takeover 903 at gmail.com. I don't know what you're going to email me for, but you know. You can you can find it on, on our on social media links. So um, we touched on a lot of different topics this show. Normally we have more fun, funner. I don't know if that's even the word. I'm gonna make it one today. Funner shows, but this is something that really needs to be addressed because America is divided right now. It really is. Maybe one day in our lifetime to get back united. I'm gonna get back united. I don't know if it's ever united, but hopefully it'd be better than what it is right now. So, you will hear from Sweet Keish again. I guarantee you that much. But, like we normally do, we always like to end the show with a song. So, what we're going to do right now is Ricky Lat is going to introduce the song, and we're going to be out this joint. You heard me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Children of the Sun off of my album, Welcome to Soulville. It has that Bob Marley Rastafarian feel to it, so I hope you enjoy. Make sure you go get the album. It's on iTunes. It's on Google Play. And just found out today that you can Shazam me. So if you're here playing somewhere, you're like, oh, who that is? Just hit the Shazam on your phone. It's going to pull up Ricky Lack. going to take it right to the song. Children of the Sun. Oh, one more thing. As a disclaimer, if you hear some background noise in the background, we are at the Bon Tom's Coffee Shop. 
So they back there doing business. So that's the disclaimer. So don't be complaining and writing me to about you heard this and all that. Hey, podcasts are made with natural noise in the background. So shut up and just get, just listen to the show. So what's it called? What's the song called again? Children, we are the children of the sun. Wake up, wake up, your third eye's blinding. Get up, get up. We are the ch- children of the sun, baby. And it's the takeover. We out of here. Bow. Tears from the weary 
If I die, you don't cry, you just fight. If I die, you don't cry, you just fight. We don't have a right to fight. They'd rather shoot us down with guns. Eight shots to the back. Even when we try to run, rain falls. Wake up your third eye blinding. Get up, get up your third eye Stand up, stand up your third eye blinding. Wake up, get up. Stand up, stand up. Rest in peace, Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland, Eric. How many have to die?